Blog Talk Radio. Om Shabbat Shalom, Holy Way of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom, I sense your presence. Om Shabbat Shalom, Holy Way of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom, I sense your presence. And I am the light within your soul In the essence of truth and right Love makes the circle whole And here we stand in line Waiting for some sacred sign But to find the balance is the purpose of this time to restore the balance of the universal mind And in the presence of my Lord of light and love Everything I see aspiring to be free And when I call to thee And come on bending knee Surrender to the all-pervading light and love Reflections of the one surrounding me with love And I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence Within and without, above and below, yeah. East, west, north, and south, I sense your presence. Without and within, below and above, yeah, yeah. East, west, north, and south, I sense your presence. I sense your presence. For 
to find the balance is the purpose of this time To restore the balance of the universal mind And I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence
I've also authored four books, the most recent being You, Me, Life Dreams, and its companion workbook, as well as my first two books, Activating Compassion and its companion workbook. And I should mention that I am co-collaborator on a fifth book that's in the process of coming out called Embraced by the Divine, A Woman's Gateway to Power, Passion, and Purpose. And we are pre-selling on that book right now, so you may even want to jump over to the webpage, embracedbythedivine.com, because I just found out, actually, we're doing a special $199 right now if you pre-order on that, and it'll be $559 after December 10th. And there's bonus gifts and all kinds of fun stuff, and that's for the Kindle version through Amazon.com. But anyways, we found out just uh, in the last 24 hours that we actually are um, number one. We hit number one in several categories for best-selling on this book, and it's uh, actually surpassed Deepak Chakra. So if that's <laughs> a little bit of credibility to what's coming out with this book, you might want to go check it out. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So we're hitting number one in many countries on that. So I just wanted to share that in case you'd like to check that out. It's exciting news because uh, a lot of people have been going, when's the book coming out? When's the new book coming out that you're a collaborator on? So that's that's it. It's in pre-sales right now. You can pre-order your copy. Uh, in addition, I've also created the uh, True North Tour, which is a multi-state nationwide tour, including workshops, retreats, seminars, book signing events, and fundraising events. And anyways, you can follow all those great things on my website. I do need to get the, the information posted for Embraced by the Divine, but I'll be doing that in the near future. So uh, that will be up on my collaborative efforts very soon. Just a reminder, if you enjoy the show today, make sure that you share it with people, tell people about it, because I'll tell you, Sharita is one incredible person, and she's got a lot of great information to share, and you're probably going to want to share this show. You're going to want other people to know what she's doing and and her insights on what's coming up for 2016. And they can use the same link that you used to get into our live show today and then listen to it at their convenience. They can also catch it as a podcast on iTunes, tunein.com, which is part of the Main Street Universe shows, or they can also uh, catch it through my YouTube channel. And I say, give me up to two weeks to get it out on the YouTube channel. I'm a little bit behind right now, but uh, it will be coming up. Now, before we get started on everything, I like to just kind of share a few things here, get us going with the topic, and, and get us a little message for the week. And this message that I pull, it comes from the 72 Names of God by Yehudah who is a Kabbalah master, and uh, he likes to take the big concepts, put them in everyday language, which is kind of the same way I function as well. And this, by the way, as well as the code message I'm going to share for this week are um, all up on my page of the Main Street Universe tab on my website, Jesse and Nichols George, then number one dot com. So you can go back and reflect on these things, catch some of this information there as well um, with it. So the message that we have this week is called uh the common name of God is called Dialing God. And um what he starts off with in his initial message is are you constantly getting a busy signal when you pray? Is there too much static on the line? Are you constantly getting cut off each time you dial up? Is it hard to get an outside line? Now, think of my guest today. This sounds a little bit like Mercury retrograde. <laughs> I'm thinking it sounds a little like Mercury retrograde, but we'll, we'll see what she has to say. And the insight it goes on to say on this is, the light is always there. 
never changing, forever willing and able to fulfill our every desire, to answer our every prayer. Just like the electricity in our homes, it is ever-present, but we must plug into it in order to physically receive its many benefits. There are many negative forces that attempt to block and impede our prayers as they travel the spiritual network. We create these negative forces with our own negative behavior and unkind words. And in the same way as freezing rain and ice can down a power line, our cold and bitter behavior breaks down the lines of communication to the source of all blessings. This name clears all obstructions, provided we acknowledge that we alone are responsible for getting our prayers answered. It repairs broken lines, removes interference, and establishes a secure line of communication to the upper world. And the meditation that he provides on this is, you dial, you connect, your prayers are answered at the speed of light. With a great short little insight there to work with, again, the common name is Dialing God. The formal name on this is Lamed Vav Vav. And um, so that's our Yehuda message for the week. Now, moving on to a little insight about where we're headed for our topic today and our guest. Do you enjoy taking a look at what is coming your way? Have you used astrology or other tools for seeing the flow of your year? Do you take the time to see how the energy is flowing before you are in the middle of it? There used to be a time where I was all over every aspect, influence, and planetary shift that was going on. I think I pretty much lived my life by whatever the sky said was happening. And part of this may have been related to my early connection or life connection to astrology. For as long back as I can remember, I was always interested to read the horoscope in the paper and to understand how the sky could tell us what was going to happen. Now, it is interesting that even with time and shifting my focus to living in the moment and through presence, and I still enjoy keeping aware of things that are happening with the planet. Certainly, it is not at the pace that I once did. However, I still see that there's a strong influence in things. And I can see still the validity and the accuracy that's shown through it and the information that we can gain from them to understand everything from personal cycles to global influences and generational trends. Now, many times I've taken a look at what was happening with the planets to have a better insight as to what might be the wisest choice in any given moment. This is one of the things that I really love about astrology because it looks at what is coming to help us so that we can operate wiser in the moment. Now, while nothing is absolute and it is important to look at how this information relates to us individually and not just as a general grouping, there does seem to be a great amount of accuracy to it. Sharita Starr is one person that is really focused on what the planets are doing and helps others to understand their own self and guide in them and in their choices that are wise for them individually and not just as someone under a particular sign. And she teaches them not just about astrology, but self-understanding, cycles, being in the flow with the universe. And what a beautiful approach to take with astrology, because I found astrology to be both science and spiritual practice that leads one on a personal journey that increases their connection to the divine and being in flow, or divine flow, I should say, here on earth. And since there's so much more than just signs to this art and science, It challenges us to be willing to surrender on one hand and to be co-creative and proactive on another. 
a look at one's chart for me is to choose to operate from wisdom, to be in flow instead of forcing one's will. And this is a great lesson for it's about learning to work with what we have going on and not to fight it. When it is a time for rest, then rest is what we need to surrender to. And when it is a time for action, then it is wise to take advantage of that as well. So becoming masterful at this art of flow is to experience connection. And from this space, we can act wisely with presence. I see astrology as a tool for us to understand and look at what we are dealing with. And there is no different than understanding people, or this is no different, I should say, than understanding people that are around us. And the more that we can do this and the more that we can find our flow with them, even when they are someone we may not want to hang out with all the time, then we're going to be able to, to function a lot better in the world. To know the energy at hand is to create the opportunity to choose wisely and to also know oneself and what we will need to function in a given situation or through a period of time. It's like taking a trip and knowing not only where you are going, but what the weather will be like and the types of activities available to you. And if you're attending a formal event, you want to have the attire needed for that. And on the other hand, if you're hanging out at the beach all day, then you know you can leave that formal attire at home. So how have you used forecasting to assist you in your life? And how has astrology or knowing planetary influences helped you in your life? And do you take the time to really look at your personal year or calendar year in order to set your flow for that year? A lot to think about. And Sharita's going to tune us in, and she's an expert on this. She can help you. (laughs) She can really help you get to some of these answers here and to get in this flow. Now, our code for this week, and when I look at the codes, it's something that I pull together based on the energy current that I see for the, the week. And, and, man, it was funny. I wrote this code, and then, and then I got the message just today before I came on the show within the last hour that we hit, you know, number one best-selling in, in multiple countries, <laughs> which embraced by the divine. And it's like, wow, 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 does this fit in? This is really fun. So our code for this week is about handling the blessings, successes, honors, and welcoming happiness into our lives. While challenges can really test us, sometimes success can be even more challenging. So many dream of how they will be when they experience a showering of good fortune on them, and then when the time comes, a whole range of emotions can surface, including fear and questions of self-worth. This week, We are asked to simply surrender to receiving blessings and good fortune. We are asked to stand honorable and welcome with loving, open arms the successes that come our way. But what pours in now is a result of shifts and changes that have been made. To welcome our successes and blessings is to welcome in divine presence. Enjoy this time without guilt for having so much pleasure. Allow yourself to keep receiving this long after this week. And the more that you can embrace this, the more you will be able to experience. Don't think it out. Just enjoy it. And again, that's also posted on my page of the Main Street Universe tab on my website, jessianicholsgeorge.com. I'm going to take a short break, and when we return, I'm going to have Sharita Starr with us, and she's going to be sharing her insights on what is happening for 2016. And you might want to grab some pen a pen and a piece of paper or something because I've got one. I know I'm going to be taking notes based on what she's told in in the past. I know I want to take a lot of notes. (laughs) So I'm going to be listening intently as well. 
The song I've got for you during a break is called Is It Enough? It's by Claire Hedin. And if you'd like to check out more of Claire's work, you can certainly do that at www.clairehedin.com. That's C-L-A-R-E-H-E-D-I-N.com. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes with our guest, Sharita Starr. You are listening to Code Connection, and my name is Jessie Ann Nichols-George, and I'm your hostess today. 
You were just listening to a song by Claire Hedin called Is It Enough? And again, you can check out more of Claire's work through her website at www.clairehedin.com. That's C-L-A-R-E-H-E-D-I-N.com. And today I have with me Sharita Starr, astrologer, numerologist, author, and speaker. Sharita Starr's mission guides and supports people and businesses from all over the world in translating the tools of astrology, numerology, and lexigrams into a simple yet powerful life map for achieving success and allowing anyone to begin to align peace of mind in their changing times. As a radio and TV personality, she has appeared on countless programs airing on CBS, ABC, PBS, WRPI, cable networks, and internet radio. Over the past decade, her sought-after live-on-the-spot readings provide live audiences with invaluable insights. Sharita's weekly Empower Stokes forecast can be heard on demand through Empower Radio. She produced and hosted What's Your Sign? I Have Your Number from 2009 to 2013 on WBCR-LP and from 2014 to 2015 on the Hey Z Radio Network. As a forecasting columnist, she is recognized as a platinum e-zine author. Both her Zodiac Month Ahead and Lunar Scopes capture the star's profound timing is everything advice. She is a regular contributor to Hudson Art and History Magazine, AstroStar.com, Bellsprit Magazine, and has been featured in People.com, O, and Fitness Magazine. Sharita developed the first Mastering Mercury Retrograde Program, to help people thrive when our times favor, we should be honoring reflection. Her in-person and teleseminar workshops enlighten students with powerful awareness tools, creating a shift from the typical fears and frustrations of this recurring cycle to discover and embrace the joy of its benefits instead. It's all in the name is Sharita's first book about the topic of lexigrams, enticing us all to learn how we can spell out the truth from our words names, and titles. Her innovative astrology and numerology wheel application is also available on iTunes. Start opening the door to how your name and birthday already hold the keys to your success at www.sharitastar.com. That's S-H-A-R-I-T-A-S-T-A-R.com. And Sharita, it is so wonderful to have you back on the show. This is, I know, your third time here with me. Good, good. Well, I guess it's evening in some places in the world already. Um, thank you so much, Jess. It's an honor to be back. And uh, congratulations to you on your fantastic news. Love hearing that for you. Good, good, good stuff. Yes. It's very exciting to come on and find those things. <laughs> uh, yes, right? Hey, it's going to be a dynamic year. Uh, you know, there's there's going to be nothing better than embracing the divine in 2016 because everybody's going to need it. <laughs> they're, they're they're going to need it to, in order to survive the turbulence uh, that that will transpire globally uh, in, in this year ahead for sure. So, um, you know, I've been uh, as I've been, I I have also for. I took a new challenge this year because, um, you know, I was told, well, you know, you have everything on your website. It's it's wonderfully gauged for the individual. But what if you are an Aries and you, and you want your own forecast? 
just because you're an Aries or you're just because you're the Cancer or the Virgo or what have you. And I said, wow, I said, you know, I, I, I tend to stay away from stuff like that. But um, I guess it's time. So um, I actually do have live on the site now under services. You can go to uh, check out your 2016 astrology forecast, which is based on your sun sign. So um, these are new things that I'm interjecting. And I've also, of course, because it's introductory, we're, we're offering it at a um, very special price. So um, be sure to take advantage of that. And it has every timing is everything dot to connect of how all of these planetary transits will affect each area of your life. And I've really broken it down very simply to how things affect your career, uh, your wealth, your health, your money, uh, your love and your relationships, which I think are like the biggest things anybody ever wants to know about anyway. Um, so we translated all of that astrology language into layman's terms for you. So um do take advantage of that. And then, of course, for the committed students who want to really dive into your details, I always recommend, you know, really that, as you talked about so strongly, Jess, that individual look at what is going on because that that really, um, you know, like a microscope, it's going to really focus on the, the, the crisper details that, you know, you, you, you need to understand about why particular energy is affecting your life the way that it is and what your free will can do about it. Uh, because that um, is always the choice, is that your free will has every capability of, you know, either riding through a storm, if it's times when you need to be quieter, um, which we're going to talk about overall for 2016. Uh, there's going to be some turbulence uh, in the first probably good half of the year um, that most people aren't going to like very much. Um, if you're aware, you're going to know what to do with it, and that's what's going to be uh, to your benefit. So, um, you know, um, again, you know, there, there can never can be enough said about, you know, taking that personal look. And, you know, even aside from the astrology, I am not just an astrologer. I'm a numerologist. So I'm giving you both perspectives as well um, as to what is personally happening in your life. So you're you're not just getting one side of the coin, so to speak. And the way that these numbers and astrology can always connect the dots back to each other is it's it's so profound to me and, and believe me, I'm I've I haven't been bored a day in my life and I, I wish I had a clone sometimes just to, just to, just to do research for me so that I can do all the other things I have to do, like, you know, take out my garbage and do my laundry, which, you know <laughs> I, I I need just a person to do stuff like that, you know. But um, you know, I can so relate to that. <laughs> I can so yes. relate to needing the clone factor. And yes. I, you know, it's really fun because when I've been doing some code work for people, and and one of the things I tune into is their uh, favorable and unfavorable numbers, but uh, you know, also their favorable and unfavorable planets or the planets that they have the greatest personal connection to. And and I'm always telling them, now, if you need a really great astrologer <laughs> and a really great person that's going to be more encompassing than an astrologer, Sharita Starr is excellent. <laughs> so, Why, thank you for that. You can take them to that more in-depth level, you know, and, and if you know, hey, Jesse's saying focus particularly on these planets, you know. That's correct. And, you know, that focus comes from, you know, a number of different things in, in a current forecast. I mean, you've always got your personal planets 
that you can always connect with, and and, and that has much to do with your ascendant, uh, which is, that's why an astrologer, we always want to know the time that you're born, um, what your sun sign is, and the the karmic path that you're on, as well as your life path, and and those are the things that will never change. for you because those are going to be the constant and they you know in essence become the the roadmap that you're going to follow everything else from um that becomes you know again that that fixed information you can't change your birthday and and you cannot change any of those numbers around you can in your name um if you do so choose uh which is something else i consult with is name numerology name expressions and and how you legally are using your name uh to get the benefits that you want in your career and public life but um you know everything in, in whether you're looking at a current forecast from the astrology side of things or the nu- numerology side of it it's all about cycles um it's where are you in a 9 year span so what are you doing in uh everything circulates 1 to 9 we do this every nine years, nine months, nine days. So in essence, you always have three numbers on a daily basis that are telling you well, where should I place a little of my focus or maybe all of my focus. Uh, because, you know, what's happening is, and I know you you see this, I'm sure, as well, just across the board, is that, you know, we live and coexist now within a world that is so fast You know, the uh, accumulation of information is happening at such a lightning speed. I mean, what accumulates on the Internet alone on a daily basis would probably make all of our head spins if we could see what it actually looked like. You know, if you could just see a big freaking list, like if you could print a book every day of what gets on that Internet as new information, you'd be like, oh, my God, how do I have time to read that? You know, and, of course, naturally, we're all going to focus on what we're interested in, but – this, you know, we all text now, we email, everything's fast. We know about everything that happens globally now within five minutes of the occurrence somebody knows. You know, that never used to happen many years ago, obviously. Um, and, of course, the most quickening of all of this has is, is happened in the in the last 20 years, you know, where the, since the Internet was born is when this ability to translate information as fast as lightning has has you know, shown up. But the fact is, uh, um, even though we're amidst all of that and and we're in this extreme technology advanced age, our timing as humans and the timing of these planets and the timing of how energy is moving in our life really isn't any different than it was 100 years ago or 500 years ago or go back as far as you'd like. Time still gets measured the same way. The planets upstairs aren't moving any faster than they used to. So, therefore, our timing as human beings is still in the this same exact fashion it used to be 20 years ago, 100 years ago, 500 years ago. But we live in a world where we get fooled by expectations. So I, I, I know a lot of people, myself included, you know, I get very disappointed sometimes. <laughs> Something's not happening fast enough, you know, or, or apparently fast enough. Um, and, and in this day and age, I, I think many people get set up by disappointment so easily uh, because we aren't following and I even, you know, I have to remember, oh, yeah, my own timing is everything. And sometimes I think I should have something before it needs to show up, too. So, you know, um, but once I kind of, like, take a deep breath and slow myself down again, I realize, oh, yeah, right, right. That's just going to be a step later. 
Um, so when we are we are really in this deep awareness of our personal forecast, um, it can really, and of course that's what I always say, it brings you peace of mind, so that you don't have to get caught up. And oh my God, I'm, I, God, I've got the cart, but where's my horse? Or I thought I, I was going to get this horse to pull the cart, and I don't have the horse yet, you know. And <laughs> it's going to show up, you know. Um, you know. You know the funny thing, Sharita, is I've been talking with people recently, and and I really been very proactive over the last few months of working with my cycles and trying to do everything I can, but then at the same time, you know, just saying, okay, this needs to be done in this kind of timing and, and not pushing it. But people outside of myself have been like, you have to move now, you have to move now, and I'm like, <laughs> just, just let me be in my cycle. And it's That's amazing right. the sense of peace that comes from being in that cycle, as you're saying. It's an incredible feeling when you just allow yourself to go, okay, it's not time right. It's like, okay, it's winter here. It's not time for things to to bloom. It's not time for spring flowers. Exactly. And, and, and that is probably one of the best analogies you could compare it to is, you know, if you understand timing when it comes to seasons, there's a time when something's ripe in, in life and there's a time for the harvest. There's a time for rest. You know, and we all flow in this and depending, especially when you're looking at numbers and, and astrology does it in a whole nother game, 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 game plan. But uh, numbers alone, you know, we know where we are in a one to nine year time frame. Then we can take each year and look at it just like we are planting a garden and we're developing a garden on, on many levels. So, you know, year one, we're given a bunch of seeds. Year two, we're going to water those seeds, which kind of connects to our emotional natures on many levels. When we're looking at a three-year, you're going to start to see a little growth coming up out of the ground. You're in year four, you're going to get the roots solid, which means so much stuff happens that you can't even see it because, you know, you don't see your roots, right? You, unless you pull the plant up, you don't want to do that. <laughs> Not yet, anyway. Um, so year four, you get everything solid or in essence in the first four years of a given nine-year span of time that you're in, you're going to build a new foundation in your life. So each year represents one wall of a, a new strength and solidarity that will be beneath you by year five that you can blossom and build the house on. Um, or really start to see like your plants are going to go, whoa, you know, you see these like huge, you see this huge growth going on. A lot of permanent irreversible change will happen in someone's five year. Um, then everything harmonizes or wishes to, in any case, harmonize and um, kind of blossom out a little bit more. But everything looks pretty. It's like the garden is looking really pretty. It's looking really nice. And it's, 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 it's kind of in a, in a, in a, a good state of perfection, as you know, and we know perfection is a journey, so it's only going to be there for so long that way. Then your seven year is your year where you, you know, you you take the time and you do a little weeding, but when you're transferring it back to like what a person's doing, you're going to be doing a little weeding of of your own. You're going to sharpen your own inner saw. You're going to do some solitary things, retreat. Do things for yourself. Really get your inner space clear, calm, collected. Um, many times in a seven-personal year for individuals, they will see these storms around them and they get caught up in something else that has 
say it has nothing to do with them, but they easily allow themselves to be swept away and then they decide, oh, I might need to self-medicate because the seven year, you always have to watch your addictions if you're that kind of natured person, uh, that they might resurface in your life and come back and deceive you a little bit that, yeah, this will help you out. Um, something you always want to avoid in the seven year, because if you do the inner work of the seven year, then the eight year, which is the harvest, is going to give you the rewards and all the things you were working on in the previous seven years is going to be rich for for reward um all the fruit is ripe on the tree the vegetables are ready to to go and everything's like and that's why you got to work so hard in the eight year too because it's like you what are you going to do you're going to let it you got to get it off quick and if you tend to a garden you know how that happens about you know if you're in a garden in the northeast anyway where i'm at most of the time you don't you know your your harvest season is is really thick in august and september that's like your heaviest time of the year for that and then when you're in a nine year and you're going to start to see all this energy clean up, finalize, things get out of your space you no longer need because you're going to get ready to go back into that one again, right? Um, and the nine being we're, we're arrived at nine at the beginning. And that's how we just keep doing that every nine years as people. And within the year cycle, we do it every nine months. And within that month cycle that we are, you know, we will see at, we get three nine-day cycles in one month's time, that point. I, and then again, that's where you get that three-layered forecast. It's it's fantastic. It's just such a fantastic way of understanding what's coming at you towards you. Um, I want to say it, it, it's simpler to understand than what a astro- you know you really got to like put your head on to get your astrology forecast if you're gonna you want to learn what astrology can teach you with forecasting. But the numbers are really easy to grasp um, to get a really nice view of of what's going on. And, of course, because, you know, astrology and numerology are cross-referenced and, you know, they're connected because of planets, the two topics. So what I do as a as a numerologist, an astro-numerologist, I don't know what you want to call me. They call me Psychic of the Planets. That's like a nickname that I've, I've always been given over the years. But um, I take that planet that's guiding the year that you're in, and then I want to see what that planet's doing in your birth chart as a current transit all year round. Uh, that you're in that cycle, because that's where you're also, aside from that month-to-month view, you're going to see, the, the again, another layer of focus for you to know, hey, you know, I'm in a nine-year. And again, we're all going to be in a nine-year on a universal level coming up in 2016. Um, so we're going to focus on Mars. So if you're in a nine-year, uh, I want to know, well, well, what are you meant to focus on in the nine-year? So I'm gonna gonna look at well where does Mars start the year off for you when you celebrate your solar return, which is your birthday. Uh your your the sun is back to where it was the day that you were born. And in a nine personal year, if you're starting a nine personal year, you're gonna end up taking we're gonna go look at Mars and then we're gonna see how Mars is gonna journey throughout those next twelve months in your life. And that will pretty much crisp up the view of what you are meant to understand. What area of life should you be focusing upon to let things go and clear things out and see conclusions arrive at? Um, Be aware of conflicting action coming towards you. Um, And if so, you're going to need to rise up in your courage to handle it with grace and with ease. Because what happens in a nine-year, if 
we come at it, but the nine is, is tricky because the nine guided by Mars does a couple things. It wants us to be courageous, but the opposite energy of being aggressive, being penetrating, being in conflict is equally very high to return um, and to unfold. So uh, Mars, as it guides the nine, is not afraid of a fight. It's not afraid to stand up for what's right. Um, but I always say the better way to work with that energy is understanding that you need to be a warrior. And if you know what a warrior really does, the warrior doesn't fight to get anything, not with like bloodshed and angry. They're they're going to be very diplomatic about how they're going to stand up for the things that do need to change. They may need to have a little attitude of telling it like it is and being a little blunt and being a little, okay, but they're doing it for a higher good that is going to unfold the cycle to come to an end, which is part of what the, that's what the nine wants. It's going to draw upon grand conclusions, but do we want this to be devastating where the ties are so they're dealt with in such a storm that you're not going to get what you want? Or are you going to kill them with kindness and rise up in the courage and, and, and move forward? Um, and so that's what a nine-year does because what, what you see in the nine-year is you're getting yourself prepared because you're going to start a brand-new nine-year chapter in your life the next year. So when you're in a one-personal year, it's like, you know, all the dead stuff's out of the way, hopefully, um, and the things that left your life left your life for a particular reason. And as dramatic as some of them can unfold, um, you know, Mars energy, when it is transiting and circulating, uh, it's it's not shy, <laughs> not going to be like laying down and being complacent or being you know, like low key. It's very dynamic. It's very moving. It motivates action to happen on some given level. Um, again, most, most specifically where it is exactly transiting in, in, in a natal birth chart for that year. Um, and of course today I'm, I'm, we're going to talk about the universal year of 2016 overall, which happens to be, a nine energy. So when we're looking at the the, the 2016, and, and how am I getting a nine? Well, we're, we just add two, zero, one, and six together, and it equals a nine vibration. So the um, when we're just looking at the collective energy of 2016, it is guided by guess who, Mr. Mars. Um, again, in his greatest light, he is the pioneer. Uh, making things happen all the time, you know, uh, again, never bored. Uh, there's no boring, there's no boring going on when, when Mars is in charge. Um, and, and it's a great shift from what has happened in the past year because we were guided by Saturn all the past year uh, in 2015, which was a much more slowed down, methodical, very learning from our experiences. Seemingly there was a very serious tone that was cast over 2015. Um, it, there was a great deal of uh, what we needed to rise up and be responsible to over the past year. And uh, again, it was a time when people did see harvest in their life, even if you're not in an eight year. Um, but it was a time where whatever you have done, 
in in the previous seven years, there was a reward surrounding whatever it is. I mean, again, if you're in the three-year or five-year, then you were seeing a reward in your life within that year's cycle um, because you're in a universal eight-year. Um, but again, if you kind of goofed off or Saturn never rewards anybody that is a slacker. <laughs> So, you know, people trying to cut corners or, or just not, you know, do things in such a way that um, are quote unquote on the up and up, then, you know, Saturn has a great way of teaching you many lessons until till you get it. Um, and again, that slower pace that seeming like, and I know a lot of people uh, that, you know, I've talked to, they, they felt like this year was slow. Not to say it didn't go by quickly. In, as time does, but that their, um, you know, some of the results that they saw this year were, it was not a fast and furious kind of thing. Um, you know, it was, it, it was like, seems like it t- it's like slower than molasses in January, so to speak. Um, and, and that's a great, you know. I want to jump in for a minute here, Sharia. Go ahead. Because you do have so much. And yeah, I mean, I know myself, I got hit with tons of responsibility pieces along the way and and I think responsibility is the key word in 2015 but the reason I think too why it's important because you know we start off we talk about how it's important to know your personal dynamics but looking at the global dynamics of a year like 2015 or 2016 or whatever it is that seems more generalized in a sense it really isn't because that's our bigger trend pattern as a collective mm. that we're dealing it's, with. It's it, right. And what's going to happen, and, and it's already started to happen. I mean, let's face it, you know, in light of the tragic events that happened in Paris, um, oh, you know, just shy of two weeks ago, um, there's a little preview of coming attractions. Let's put it that way. Um, there's more of that to come in 2016. So, you know, I've, I've said that this is going to be a year that for many, it's either going to conquer you or you're going to conquer it. Because if you get fed, if if you're going to feed off the fears, because the fear, the fear that is going to continue to implode across the mass media um, because of what's happening on a global level, because the global level is going to get aggressive, it's going to get conflicting, it's going to get very penetrating, and probably, you know, we will see war unfold in 2016. I, I can't say that that's, you know, I, 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 I never like saying such, you know, harsh things. However, it's, it's, it's pretty much undeniable when you're looking at just what the year is doing alone. And then when I look at the 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 planetary dots back to Mars, well, guess who's going to retrograde this year? And he hasn't retrograded in almost two years. Um, Mars, all the inner planets, aside from Mercury, do retrograde. We just had a a Venus retrograde over the summer, and, of course, she connects to values and money and finances. And, well, guess what happened when she was 
going retrograde, the stock market really uh, went down the little tubes a little bit, and there's a correction going on, which was part of what her cycle was naturally going to bring. Um, but what happens with Mars retrograde, which only happens almost every two years, the last one we saw happen was uh, March into May of 2014, and this one's going to be April to June of, of this upcoming year. So when the planet who is in charge of the universal year as well is going to go backwards, trust me, you're going to see some uh, dynamic things happening across the board, across the globe, across the, you know, um, it's going to be extremely, extremely intense. Um, So this is where our mindfulness and our ability to understand no matter what is happening on that global level, that our individual experience is must still be our first concern because if it is not, we get swept up in in what is what we actually have actually no control over. Um, and not to say that you don't want to be concerned and you don't want to send positive energy and love and light to the world. But um, whatever you see unfolding and the fears that you will be fed, because you will if you're a big t- – if, if you watch television, forget it. I, I dare not tell you to, to get involved in that mindset because it's not going to be pretty. What's going to be Well, even continuously- putting together the pieces, the, the pieces that you're sharing here, being that it's a nine-year in the Mars energy – I mean, right off the bat, we pretty much know that everybody's fighting to have control over the next nine-year cycle. So yeah, we yes. probably see a lot of battles between world leaders and things like that because everybody's vying for that control. Yes, that, that and that's one of it. And, of course, you know, in, in we, we know that even what triggered Paris to happen has a lot to do with, obviously, the religious beliefs um, and whose religious path is the correct one. And, and the fact is... They're all correct, as long, in my opinion, as long as you're not hurting anybody um, to, to, to get your belief system out there to the world. Um, but what we are also seeing, and this is an aspect in astrology that is currently going on, is um, Saturn in Sagittarius is squaring Neptune in Pisces. And that's a huge indicator of, and, and that's going to be an aspect that because of the outer planet retrogrades is going to waver a few times until next fall as well so you're going to get mars and and uh, mars excuse me saturn and neptune are going to keep squaring each other for the next year on and off as one will retrograde one will be going forward they both retrograde at the same time and 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 they'll keep they'll be at varying degree points um within the earlier part of sagittarius and 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 um and pisces which is where they're both placed so that's where you're getting this religious fight going on and kind of this combat happening. So um, it's also, I think, you know, that fight that you're talking about and who's going to have control, it has, they, they want to know who's going to control the religious or, you know, all this religious beliefs um, that, you know, I don't know, when is the, when is this world never not fought about religion though? I mean, really, if you really look at your history, <laughs> it's like never not existed. So I, here it is again, you know, and 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 this is it's here, but again, it's not about 
us getting caught up in that in, in a way that we still cannot focus upon our individual needs and our goals. Um, we all know that when war happens, the people who make money make more money. You know, the people who print the money and, and the so on, and, you know, all the big business people in the world, they make, they're making money off the war. I mean, that's, that's, that's a huge global thing. So they're all needing, they need more money in their bank accounts, and that's really what you're going to see happen from the way that this war will unfold. Does it affect the individual? Absolutely. It's but very if you keep, if you keep your focus on your individual self, you can still ride, uh, ride what's going on and rise above it in courage and not get caught up. It's very interesting that you're bringing this up, Sharita, because I actually know people around where I am, and there's a big deployment of special forces going on in February, mm-hmm. late February. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're up to something. They're going to start something with this. And so what you're saying, you know, I can see validated because I've already heard about those mm-hmm. deployments yeah. that are going to be. It, it's, you know, and, and, and this is, of course, I'm, you know, I, because we are sitting here in, in this country of the United States, I'm, 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 I'm you know, certainly going to talk about the, the U.S. And we... <laughs> I mean, there isn't a doubt, you know, and here's what's fun with, you know, so the Mars retrogrades, it retrogrades next spring uh, from the 19th, I'm sorry, the 17th of April through uh, just through the very beginning of summer until the 29th of June. And it's going to get involved with, it's going to square off to that Neptune in Pisces, which is about the religion thing, right? So it's just going to be an added bonus to that little little conflict already in play. Uh, And so it's going to start off retrograding in Sagittarius. And then on um, the 27th of May, it goes back into Scorpio. And then it's going to finish off the retrograde um, through the 29th of June from the, so about a month, it'll, it'll backtrack in Scorpio. So when you were talking about, you know, how uh, this is, you know, this year ahead is, is all of these, you know, world leaders trying to figure out, well, yeah, who's going to be top dog in 2017 and who's going to lead the way. Trust me on that. When you have that Mars going backtracking first through Sagittarius, it's dealing with the religious implications of it. But then once you get it back into Scorpio, it is about who's in power. So that month of May into June is just going to be very interesting to see what's going on. And when you're looking at the month of May, now, here's where it gets real tricky, really tricky. And I don't care what you're trying to do in May of 2016, but you better have everything figured out before then <laughs> because you're not going to go forward very kindly. The energy is just not going to favor it. Um, May on a universal level is going to be a month of huge permanent changes. I mean, I think it, the effects upon the masses are going to be very, very interesting to watch that unfold. And here's another reason why. You also are going to have, in conjunction with the Mars retrograde going on, you're going to have a, the second Mercury retrograde of 2016 in play simultaneously. And that's going to be oh, coming wow. from, from Taurus. So it's going to get, I don't want to say ugly, 
but the the energy will be so sticky, so stagnant. I mean, when you have two, first of all, we all know what Mars ret, uh, Mercury retrograde does, which of course is check out masteringmercuryretrograde.com. You'll see all what I do with the workshops there. And um, you know, Mercury retrograde is a cycle that reoccurs about three times a year. In 2016, it's going to happen four. <laughs> so because we've got one so early, uh, we're going to have a, a Mercury retrograde at the very beginning of the year, as soon as we open this year up. And that's another reason why you're going to see like, hey, everybody's going to be all happy about a new year. But I'll tell you what, reflection is the first thing we get doled out and we get asked to do. So um, I'm having my uh, the my global teleseminar on that, which is probably how anybody listening here would be best to team up with me for that. Um, you'll see that on masteringmercuryretrograde.com to get and sign up for that seminar because that's really going to be such a help. And even if you can't be there live on December 15th when I'll be doing it live, you if you sign up for it, you, you get the recording, you, you get all the tools uh, that that I. Um, provide about how to get through that how to get through it with grace and ease and not lose your mind because mercury retrogrades you know they're they're so good at making people think that they're losing their mind <laughs> and that is something I've, I've i've i i have unfortunately i over the years i i just like repeatedly watch people get so frustrated with with the cycle when it was going on and and and, and i'm just like there's got to be something i can do because i just can't watch people suffer if there's a way to give you a solution to that and that's why i developed the the program and you know it's it's about there's so many uh, rewards and benefits to mercury retrograde but you've got to know the, the the ins and outs of the cycle and what it asks you to do and also again looking at it from you as the individual because that mercury is is particularly tr- going backwards in one area of your life which is where it's asking you to reassess, asking you to specifically focus on that area of your life for change. Is that your relationships? Is it your career? Is it your your wealth? Is it your money? Is it your family? You know, there's there's about twelve different possibilities of what where where it's going to affect you. Um, but yes, as we move into the spring, we're going to couple the second Mercury retrograde of 2015, uh, sorry, 16, with uh, the Mars retrograde already in play and i it it, may is just going to be i'm telling you if you want to take some time off (laughs) schedule it and i don't mean that you want to go like take a tropical vacation somewhere i just think you know take 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 your time to do some you know good good reassessing in your life because What'll be interesting too that'll be happening at that at, at that time is um, you'll be seeing it unfold from a couple different areas too. So you're gonna get tugs. We're all gonna get tugs um, with what will be going on and what areas of our life will actually be asking us to slow it down, take a good look around, and um, you know engage in that review. And so uh, it's it it it's gonna be. Um, extremely I, the first part of the year is it's it's just i want to say it's turbulent it's it's not um th- this ride of 2016 is is it's not i i i can't say it's going to be smooth unless you are using your courage um and not feeding the fears and really remembering 
each and every one of our abilities to become a warrior and be a warrior, which really takes responsibility, which is something we all learned in the last year, right? We all learned the responsibility. We already know how to do this, really. But here's the test. So 2016 is going to test us. Did, did you really pay attention? Because um, we, we've all got that strength and solidarity. Um, we don't have to be the sheep. Because being the sheep in 2016 is going to be a really, really not cool for, for, for the individual. Um, it's going to be a really powerful time to stand up for, for your own individual rights, but your own sense of, yes, I, I, I know there's a compassion and even a, um, and, which is another thing that's actually very rewarded in 2016 is any philanthropic act you can come up with or be a part of huge rewards there nine energy loves philanthropy like hands down so whatever you're doing for that greater human cause that is completely rewarded in 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 a year like 2016 um those endeavors and adventures are are, are, are you're going to notice that there's a big movement about, about these because the world's going to need it um it, it'll be the antidote for all the other seemingly chaotic stuff spinning all over the place. Well, and also, you know, people forget we need to have that compassion with ourselves. And yes. as I often direct people back through that, it's if we just each handle our own peace, and mm. and and I don't mean stop worrying about everybody else's and stop caring about them, but we need to, in some ways, yes, well, well, we need to have that compassionate peace there for others. If we just do our own peace, everybody else can take hold and do their own peace better if we're not meddling, so to exactly. say. Exactly. There's fearing in the processes. That's right. And, you know, I say to uh, one of the things I'm always, and I, I, I tell a lot of my clients this, or, you know, anytime I'm discussing uh, people in a two personal year, which is very emotionally, it's a very emotionally charged year most of the time, or if you're in a two personal month or even on a day level, it, 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 it crops up that way. But when we are worried we are only telling the universe, oh, hey, I, I'm I'm open to worry. <laughs> now, I'm open for business. You've got a big sign on your head like, hey, I'm open for worry business. And believe me, the universe is going to keep giving you all sorts of things to worry about. You know, it's like just these, these what if endless possibilities just keep showing up in your in your in your imagination. Right. Because that's you're you're just allowing that channel. You're tolerating that channel to just be on turned on. But when you shift out of worry and you become concerned, that means you're in solution mode. You're in positive solution mode, which is what a philanthropist is always doing. Because it's not like they're not concerned or that they're not saying there's something to, to be fixed. But they're providing a solution to that situation, whatever the case and may be. Taking, and they're taking responsibility. Exactly. And- Doing so with that, with that, yeah. And and yeah, again, definitely. like you say, Jess, right back to the individual. If we don't do any of that for ourselves, there's nothing good we're going to do for anybody else anyway. I mean, I'm sorry if you don't have yourself centered, calm, and clear. 
And not to say you'll never have a moment of anger in your life. You'll never have a moment of sadness and, and you'll be joyous and happy all the time. But you, we all go through highs and lows. That is part of what our life is about. And I know a, a lot of people over these past couple of days, for example, you know, we, we were coming off of, an, of a very energetic full moon um, that, that was peaking uh, the night of um, Thanksgiving Eve or the eve of Thanksgiving. And, uh, you know, energy is always very high around full moon. There's a reason for that. It's because that moon is reflecting everything. It's just gathered up in the last couple of weeks since it was new. And it's, it's, it's just bouncing that light everywhere. And it's exposing us emotionally saying, hey, it's time to look at this. And now I want you to reflect for the next couple of weeks. That's why we go through this. It's, it's, it's a very simple pattern of two weeks a month we bring energy towards us and then we let energy go and we keep doing this month to month to month. It's why a new moon is so, you know, it is the most favorite time of the month for the new beginnings to show up. You want to plant something in your life, look to where that new moon just kicked off in your chart. That's where you want to put it. You know, that's where you want to place your attention. You're going to get the best results when you're just focusing on the one thing you need to focus on, not the 20 things that the world is trying to tell you you need to focus on, which is what taking a step away from the mass media and not to say we don't want to be informed, but we always want to pay attention to ourselves first before we're giving it anywhere else. You know, it's like getting up in the morning, you know, whether you get up in the morning, do you practice yoga, do you do a little meditation, or do you turn the television on, or do you get on your cell phone and start looking at Facebook or social media? You know, what, what's your habit when you get up in the morning? And that's a great place to look at how do you take care of yourself. Because what you do, the first thing you do when you wake up is probably one of the most important things you do all day because it sets the energy and the tone for your entire day. What it is, your habit upon waking up in this mo- every morning in your life. So, um, and that's self-care and there's nothing selfish about that. That's self-care and that's taking care of you because when you've done that, then you're, you're, you've, you're strong and you're standing in your power for the rest of the day. No matter what shows up, you're going to handle it from a place of power, not from a place of, you know, oh, well, I'm not really sure, or I'm caught up. I'm too worried about this. And uh, what, what good does that do anybody? You know, this is where everybody gets stressed out and that's why this ease is so high as it is today because the, the, the personal habits, I also think people, you know, don't give enough weight to that in their own life, um, especially if they're involved and they're married and they've got kids and they, they wake up and God knows what they may be dealing with. You know, I, I happen to be a single person, so I, I, I don't have a distraction in the morning except for my cats and they're pretty, they're pretty easy on me, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, but I mean, I, I know for an average person who would be married and have their children and, you know, there's so much that they can get caught up in and, and it's like, wow, the self care is just out the window, but it has to be paid attention to, or the things that's when, that's when these things just go awry and we get, you know, things are just, we're not paying attention to the self and, and there's so much to be said for that. Um, and nine years don't mind that, you know, um, whether you're in a nine personal year or we're going into this year of the universal nine energy, um, it's definitely a time that, um, you know, focusing on what you need to focus on for yourself is it's, it's quintessential, you know, it really, really is. 
show. Well, yeah, absolutely, because then we're going to we're going to make that shift back around, and we're soon going to be in that one year. And so we really, I would think, need to start thinking about what we're going to throw off that isn't serving us. Mm-hmm. And, yes, I mean, even, you know, when you're looking at the nine energy as a, a personal year cycle, so, you know, if, if you are in a, a nine personal year, I mean, things you know, peel away like the layer of an onion, you know, layers of an onion over the course of that year, undoubtedly. And and, and certainly some things you may not even have seen coming because no matter how much a forecast is going to tell you, okay, well, you have this energy and that energy, there's still these layers of the unknown that are always circulating in our lives. And that's where we always have to be, you know, on that, uh, you know, extra awareness that anything can change at any given time, um, n- no matter what, no matter what cycle we're in, you know, there's always that potentiality for, for, for change across the board. But nine times out of ten, that change relates to the cycle that we're in um, and what we are we are meant to be experiencing that year. Um and even in families where, you know, there's a, a, like a death in the family and, and all of those you know, people involved, they they may or may not obviously be in the same numerical cycles together, but it's going to affect the spouse differently than the children. But it's all if you look at their forecasts individually, you will see that that was the timing in the in the, in any of their individual lives that that was going to show up for them. You know, on some level, um, this is a, a, one example across the board. Um, but yes, the nine year is about, and so for us collectively as a human race. Um, you know, go, going through our love to evolve on this planet as we are supposed to be doing in heart on this earth. Um, you know, what we shed this year collectively is going to be all the better to allow what wants to come our way in 2017 to be embraced fully for the benefits that it wants to, to, you know, br- bring into our lives. Um, because next year we look at shining light on things. And this is like, I, I think this year ahead for many people, it's going to be painful because if they don't want to let go and they don't want to release and they don't want to heal, then that's why it's going to be painful. And some of the things we see leave, it will be painful. I mean, let's face it, if we go to war, who's going to be smiling about that? No, no, Nobody. If the world's at war, nobody's going to be smiling about that. Nobody's going to smile about that. It's, it's not like we're all going to feel that pain very strongly, um, whether we are thinking about, you know, the soldiers or we're thinking about the families who were sacrificing because the soldier's not home, you know, whatever the case may be, or just the the, the senseless activity that in, in action that is surrounded, you know, at this point in time with, with what we do with war in this day and age. Um, I, I, I still don't understand. I have yet to understand why humanity hasn't figured this out, but, uh, you know, <laughs> that it doesn't solve anything. You know, it it, it doesn't. And but know, again, those people that are in charge who uh, make money—that's why this is happening. So you know, it's and you know, Jess, it's a whole other, you know, and not that it's like a quote-unquote a conspiracy theory, but we, we all know this. I mean, ask any financial analyst; <laughs> they're going to tell you that when there's war, people make money. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, that's, that's a fact. That's, that's a fact. <laughs> that's how we came out of the Great Depression of the 1920s mm-hmm. uh, was through war, and that's what turned the economy around. And and there's so many pieces to that. And, and you were talking about, you know, the need to let go and release things. And I think one of the things for people to keep in mind when we're in that releasing process is the more we try to resist it, the more painful it's going to get. Yes. And and, and I think you you hit the nail on the head again because that's that's a big theme of this year. You you're gonna you're gonna watch a lot of pain happen. There, the, I mean the a nine energy is it can be very, very painful again, depending on your surrender. How will you surrender? And I know you mentioned about surrendering uh, earlier in the show too. And I, I love that word because you, we, there is a lot of surrender involved in 2016 as well. That, that action is it's surrendering. I'll disallow. And if there's grief that needs to happen, you've got to address that grief. You can't just shove it under a carpet. Um, that's also going to be you're you're going to see a lot of things circulating around all of that energetic space in 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 the next year to follow for sure well and i think i think part of the big piece for people to grasp is i've been doing tons of surrendering work <laughs> yeah people have i i received the title of being incredibly resilient to whatever life is thrown at me because I've had a heck of a lot thrown at me over the last couple of years, as you well know, because we connected in person, uh, yes. you know, a little over a year ago, uh, and and it's been quite a ride since uh, that time as well for me. But surrender, you know, we've been so programmed that if you surrender, it's a failure, and right. surrendering and- is not a failure at all. Matter of fact, I just went over this in one of my shows on coding. I think it was the one on my birthday on November 13th. And surrender actually is about lessons learned. So it's actually a process that is about operating in wisdom. So when we get down to the codes of surrender, it's really about operating from wisdom and from being in a space of lessons learned. Absolutely. And, 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 and I'm so glad that you, you brought up that association with it because, it, yeah, people hear the word surrender and they go, they, they like automatically freak out like, oh, God, you know, it's like, oh, God. and then the fear shows up immediately, right? Surrender, that's fear. There's some attachment to fear with it. And it isn't about failure at all. Failure, um, or not failure, um, surrender can be a beautiful form of success. Because surrender is not being resistant anymore. Resistance is where you're going to find the failure. Remaining in resistance every time you will fail. I guarantee you that one. But not surrendering. Surrender surrender actually will bring luck. Yeah. Because it opens. When when you surrender, you're actually opening energy. You're opening a yes. channel of energy up to to be able to come in instead of you know and again what you're allowing to be let go of, um, you know, it's again it's like you know if you're trying to um, plant beginnings in a year of reflection in your life you're probably just gonna be like um, 
no, just, you know, the, the, the timing isn't right. So you're going to have to surrender and wait and, you know, d- d- do it later. Um, yeah. You, because you can't. Digging into and frozen ground doesn't work well. <laughs> exactly. If you're going to try to plant a garden in the middle of January, you're not going to have very much luck, will you? And and, and that's where you, again, you know, um, understanding that there's a time, a reason, and a season for everything to ever happen in your life. Um, and astrology and numerology are just two simple, you know, simple tools, subjects that are able to tap in to how this energetic and, you know, Pure patterns. It's just pure patterns of of that are in constant change. Um, I mean, your most consistent pattern you have in astrology is the sun. The sun is always round and about, give or take, maybe a day or two off every calendar year. The sun is always in the same sign, and that's why we call it tropical astrology as well. Um, but all the other planets uh, are constantly changing. Um, and they're never in the same configuration twice. That is the other thing that is the I find it fascinating about astrology, which is why when any of us are born and we get that roadmap at the very beginning from the, the time that we come down again, um, there's nobody else here like us. You know, this is the only time you, you get to be that person and you know you can believe in reincarnation but you only get to be the person you came here to be now once it's like you get to be jesse in another life you'll be somebody else in another life through your same energy but you won't be jesse in that life again ever this is it you know this is my sharita life i don't get another round of this one um so when we really understand that gift as well um you know, it's 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 a wonderfully awakening thing. You know that um, I, again, we always have other chances, but not in this life. So we 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 want to take advantage of the unique individual we came here to be. You know, we want to optimize our life as best that we can, and know that you know sometimes our foot is just not meant to be on the gas in our life, and it's totally cool that our foot isn't on that gas. And trust me, as soon as January gets here, that's pretty much, um, you know, our foot's not going to want to be on the gas in January. It's going to want to be in that reflection and reassessment mode. So, you know, that's going to be very critical to understand as the year opens. And uh, and certainly as it keeps moseying along. (laughs) From what I'm hearing you say, you know, 2016 is going to be an awful lot like taking the rapids down the river because the Mars energy can accelerate things so fast, yep. like trying to river raft in March when all the snow is melting and you've got this huge flux of river that's just rushing like crazy. And then you're going to hit these little spots that are going to be really calm. And you might be thinking, well, there's not a lot of adventure. I'm not going anywhere in the raft, you know, but enjoy that calm because it's not going to stay calm <laughs> for very long. That's- Correct. And and I would say, you know, and what's really nice is that, you know, in, in the spring there, when, um, you know, 2000, uh, when when the Mars and the Mercury retrograde are hanging out together in, um, in May, or l- late April and May, um, you will f- probably feel, because the Mercury retrograde is going to be happening in Taurus, which is a very serene sign, um, 
typically very patient sign, very, very, you know, Tauruses do everything very with security uh, or oriented in mind, you know, they're very security oriented. So um, as that Mercury will backtrack uh, through Taurus, that that definite sense of, well, the reflections we want to take are definitely going to take us into a space where we will almost feel, I want to say, almost like a laissez-faire energy going on, where it'll be quiet. Um, it may not be quiet per se, but um, <laughs> it will be, hopefully, if you're utilizing the cycle to its advantage, it's going to be, you know, you, you'll get great benefit out of that, that period of slowdown for, for those three weeks when they match up together. But get ready for the next round of it, yes. As you know, once that Mercury retrogrades over, that Mars retrograde will be back to like you know, um, rocking and rolling again. Um, And even during the retrograde, it's like the action that we want to do, you'll find it's just it's like you're going to feel that resistance, you will feel resistance for what you want to keep get started. And God bless people trying to get married next spring. I mean. can't even imagine. <laughs> uh, so if you're planning a wedding, you know, you're out there or anything like that, you know, you really, I, I would highly recommend don't get married under this transit because that's like a not good energy to set up long-term success under for any venture, whether it's marriage, it's a business, it's a product, it's a line or whatever. You, you don't want to be, you, they, they, Mars retrograde is like Mercury retrograde type, times 10 in what it says don't do if you want quote unquote long-term success with it so we get this pause in in the spring of 2016 and then the action will transpire and then the raft starts cruising down that river again you know once we get past you know july and we get off the shadow a little bit more and uh you know but I, you know, what's interesting too for the nation is uh, for the United States, um, we go into we're in a year of the new beginnings now as a country. So this is we're all meant to embrace new understanding as as, as a connected country this year. But what happens is as we go into our birthday cycle as a nation in July is we will be um, going into a two personal year, which really brings in the emotions. So, you know, as the latter part of the 2016 plays out, it's if the conflict is really engaged and and we're really involved in, you know, something at that time frame, um, it's going to get, there's a lot, of, it'll be a heavy year. It's going to be a heavy year for, for, for the nation. Um, what I'm saying what I'm hearing you say too in all of this, Sharita, is um, we're going to want to be very careful because a lot of competition, anger, reaction is uh, going to try to be created in us, perhaps by stirring our emotions, by yeah. hitting those areas that are emotionally sensitive, like racism, for example, religion. Mm-hmm these types of things that fall under the Neptune energy, the Saturn energy. Um, it, and so I, it sounds to me, from what you're saying, 
that we need to be very careful to maybe take more of the role of the observer and make sure we're not competing. Make sure that we step back and go, oh, you're trying to trigger my emotional reaction to this issue or cause or whatever. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not going to get in that competition. Exactly. And that is, um, uh, it's funny that you you brought that into the conversation too, because that was part of the reason I've been on like a little, like a, I'm calling it like a Facebook hiatus because I just, you know, really since the whole Paris thing happened, I mean, I couldn't believe what I kept seeing on there and, and, and not to say that there's not positive stuff going on, but I was like, I, I can't even deal with the energy. I, I couldn't deal with the energy. I'm just like, I just need to just not log on here and and just become a part of this. Um, yeah. And I think you're going to find that that what you just talked about is going to be so uh, it, just nuts on social media. You know, I think it's going to go yeah. nuts, especially on a place like Facebook. Um, and some of the other platforms are a little different, and and they're not. But Facebook is set up in such a way that it's it, it's just this conversation. It's a total. You can talk till you're you're blue in the face. You know, you can't converse so much on the other ones. The the uh, I, as far as I can tell, it's it's much more. Uh, they're geared differently. Um, but when you mentioned the word competition, that is another big word associated with, with Mars. And I'm glad that you tied that into the conversation because that is certainly something that is going to get stirred up with people. You're going to see people trying to be one up in the next one and the up feeding that, feeding that, you know, that competitive nature. That's a very strong energy that's associated with the nine and Mars. So not giving into that, especially because of some emotional thing happening, which, again, will be much more prominent. I'm certainly going to say January, you're going to get a decent taste of what it is, because uh, January is always a preview of the whole year's coming attractions. But you got other responsibilities to finish off between now and July as as a nation. Um, but the second half of the year will be so emotionally charged and in my opinion, and I'm not looking at a chart, I'm not looking at any of them, but this is a, a very feminine energy year coming up for the country. And if you wanted my quote-unquote forecast, I do believe you could have a woman president. doesn't mean it's Hillary Clinton. It could be somebody else. Um, but the, the, tendency, the potentiality of a woman being elected into office by November could be very strong because we're in a year where the, the, it's time for that to shift um, from, you know, it might be that, that that's a new thing. You know, it's a whole new thing. And I know she, you know, already ran, but she didn't finish the bill. So um, at the time, so that's very possible. You, you may see, and like, again, you know, maybe, maybe there's somebody that Republicans can uh, <laughs> drum up. <laughs> And I did a whole show on that. So if people want to know what I thought about what will happen based on each of those potential candidates, they can check that out in the archives. <laughs> yeah. What was your thoughts on it? Uh, you know, my my thoughts ironically were were that they're prepping us to have a female president, but it probably won't happen this term. Okay. Um, yeah. 
yeah. based on what I saw in their personal coding because, uh, because for example, Hillary has some assassination energy in her coding. Uh, she would have a very rough first four years, and they're not looking for that. Um, they're yeah, looking, I, if you notice that the candidates, most of the candidates are under the sign of Virgo, which is unusual because, yes, uh, I have and I think that's that. what's going to come in because most of the time they'll put Leos up. Yeah, yeah, I did notice that there's some Virgos uh, in 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 the bunch, which is actually kind of interesting. Um, and and which you know, is Mr. Trump. And what's energy, interesting right? is Donald Trump is also a communicator signed, which are they're not really meant to quote unquote lead. They're very good at at talking and communicating, yeah. but they're not necessarily the ones that are, are going to have the the best leadership ability. But um, you know, it's interesting with 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 Hillary because I mean, and certainly, like I said, it may not be her. But I, you know, it would be interesting to see if there is another female candidate, at least in this race, that will come out, you know. And I don't know how much more time they've got left to kind of, yeah. you know, get get their announcements out there if they're going to run. But um, it is the conditioning that there's something. Yes, we. I, I would definitely say we're being prepared for it. I wouldn't. I would. I also agree with you. I, Hillary would not have a good time with it at all. Or we may see we may see uh, also a female vice president. That would in. be that would that would be interesting. And I think if we even got that far, that would be quite a milestone. You know, I I could um, I could see that happening, uh, depending on you know how they they build the tickets up. But yeah, uh, yeah you know that's that's when I look at coatings like with Hillary and I. You know, not only does she have some real challenging things in her coding going on, but she's not coded to the the title of presidency, um, and she's you know she's coded maybe to other areas of politics, but she's really not. Coded yes, to yes, yes. She has. I mean, she's got you know she's a Scorpio too, so she's got the ability to take that big picture and and look at it very well. But Hillary also, I think, has she's got too many enemies, and I think that that. Yeah. is going to come out in, especially in a year like coming up, which is where all this, I mean, I think these presidential candidates, I think they're going to have like their, when they really start getting into these debates, because um, there'll be a lot more of them um, as the year keeps going on. I think those debates yeah. are going to get so heated and God, God bless them. If any of them happen under that Mars <laughs> and Mercury transit together, because that'll just be like, I mean, the commentary on that afterwards will be probably pretty hilarious for most people who do that type of thing. Someone like The Daily Show, or I even find, um, you know, Stephen Colbert is kind of keeping that flavor in The the Late Show um, to a fair degree. We're going to probably see some pretty childish, (laughs) pretty childish reactions. Yeah, uh, swinging going on. I think in this <laughs> political I, oh, I race. I think so. I I think it'll get very interesting. I mean, and childish too is another word that can be connected to Mars and and to a nine energy. And and I'll I'll finish up with this thought is that you know the nine energy is also very naive. It can be as naive as a child. So. People also want to watch being taken advantage of. 
because someone's going to try to prey upon their naivete in 2016. That's that's another pretty strong potentiality to happen too. And and yeah, people fighting like kids, you know, just getting you you you, you can see that petty stuff. You know, don't let the petty stuff ever ever take control. Really, I mean, I and I loved what you said about being the observer because that's really what it takes, and it takes sometimes just counting to ten. And I say this for any Mercury retrograde passage, but I think throughout 2016, this is a good rule of thumb. Before you respond to something, count to ten. You know, it'll save the day half the time. You know, it really will. I think most of the competition or the arguments that we'll see come up will, as you say, be over really childish stuff. It's like, he took the last chocolate milk or, you know, she pulled my hair or, you know, it's going to literally be really childish kind of things going on there. And uh, (laughs) I, I think, as you say, it could actually become hilarious. If you get back to the observer space, it could be it could actually be kind of humorous to watch in a way. It's very so. humorous. I think that's why I'm such a fan of you know I've always appreciated the Daily Show, especially when John Stewart was in charge. And I, I think the gentleman who has taken over uh, is doing a fine job. It's you know it's not John, but there's still this. It's it's such a humorous twist because that's what they're doing. They are stepping into that observer role, and I think again. Stephen Colbert does that quite well for, you know, what he's doing on such a lot now as, as you know, late night TV is you know, a major network. So, you know, granted, they still have all of their, you know, advertising endorsements and, and, you know, all that stuff, that big corporate and background stuff going on. But, you know, I think he's doing a fair job of still allowing us to hear the truth to a fair degree. And he's being as objective as you know, possibly can and, and throwing a bit of humor into it about what all these people are doing. <laughs> you know, want to be in charge. Well, and, you know. and, and I, I think we want to keep in mind when we are hearing things on the news or posted in social media that, especially with what you're sharing with us, we're probably very likely to see it blown out of proportion yes. in yes. order to get a reaction. Yeah, you yeah. know, what's going yep. to be put out there is deliberately intended to make us react. It's all not going to be about up. the truth. Yeah, everybody wants to get all yeah. riled up. Yes. So, and I, you know, one of the things, I'll be posting, um, I was going to have it up for today, and I thought, well, everybody's just ate turkey. Now everybody wants to shop. <laughs> And I'm like, who's going to even care that I'm talking about 2016? But, you know, we know this this, this show will be archived, but uh, a blog post will, will be up in the next couple of weeks. Um, I'll be talking about, um, you know, uh, cultivating our courage in um, 2016 or, I don't know, some, some clever way I'll title it. <laughs> but, um, you know, that was one of the things that, you know, I I talked about was the importance of, Choosing the response versus the reaction because th- that is what that's what what that's what they want us to do. They they want to get they're going to want to get a charge out of you and press your buttons like you were talking about. So be 
be very aware of that in 2016, that somebody's trying to push your buttons and you don't have to give into that if you are standing as a warrior, you're standing in your own power and you're observing what's going on. And that takes being quiet and listening. And that's one of my favorite lexigrams. The only way you can listen is if you're silent. It means you're not saying anything. You're just saying nothing <laughs> and listening. <laughs> and that's that's all. It, it's I think people in this day and age, they are so quick to jump. And, and which, again, what you're talking about with the social media is – you know, people can't respond to something fast enough. You know, it's like, oh, I got to get back on there and comment on that post. I'm all caught up in. It's like, what is that doing to serve your life? Ask yourself that question. Is this serving my highest good? And and that is a great habit to ask yourself at all times. It's, what am I doing? Is this serving my highest good or the highest good for somebody else? Yeah. If you're being of service, you know, um, that's, that's really, and that's being courageous to me, in, in my opinion. I think, too, the, the other checkpoint is, am I standing in my soul self, my I am, my divine self, yes. or am I standing in the ego? Because this Mars mm-hmm. energy is really going to push those ego buttons as well. Oh, you bet. You bet. And um, I, I'll be having, um, I'll be having a, 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 there's, well, you know me with the, with the lex, with the lexigramming. <laughs> um, oh, wrong, wrong thing. Wait, I got to get this up. I didn't have it up, but, uh, oh God, where do I have that? I'm trying to find files quickly. Uh-huh. Um, oh, I know what you mean with that. <laughs> But uh, hang on a second. I'm bringing it up just because uh, one of the things I'm going to be putting, because, you know, it is such a, um, it is such a, yeah, that, that, you know, that ego is going to be behind a lot of stuff and a lot of the, the yes, arguing is going to be because somebody's ego has been wounded. In the process, I think. Yeah. Well, here's all right. Lexigrams from the word courage, right? Which is one of the things we need to utilize in 2016. So here's what, and and again with the lexigrams, this is just taking the letters that compose courage. I'm going to do a little anagramming, and I'm going to phrase those anagrams like poetry or prose, and it's going to help us spell out the truth. So from the word courage, urge our core. Cure our rage, cure our ego, and grace our age. So we, when we are in the practice of courage, that's a, just a little tidbit of truth that actually happens. So, yes, you nailed it, too, just with the ego. And that is a huge thing when we're understanding what we're doing when we're being courageous. We are curing our ego. <laughs> that's it. It, we're taking it away from us. And it doesn't mean that when we're in self-care and we're paying attention to the in, individual self that we're an ego. That's not what that means. When we're reacting in ego, that is really when, you know, we're trying to one-up the guy in the competition. Competition is ego, right? Yeah. For one thing. Yeah. Trying to be right when we're in the fight is ego. So, you know, 
and I'm sure you could add many, many of fair examples of what it means when you're operating. And, and that's, that's going to be a big thing that we're going to see, and probably in the politician races as well as oh God. other he, arenas. He, those There's, people are constantly defeating their egos. I mean, God bless them, yeah. but I don't see politicians operating from anything but their egos. I I, and, I don't. I mean, every so often there's a hint of humility in them, but it doesn't last that long. <laughs> Where wherever we see people having to prove that they're right, the yes. ego is involved. The ego and is involved. And this is tying in, I think, big because you know when somebody's trying to prove they're right, they're not confident and they're not secure about where they're really at and what they're really presenting. So they feel this need to prove themselves, to prove that they're right. So this is where we're going to see a big separation as well between people who have grown spiritually, people who are struggling because they're feeling lost and they're feeling the wounded child is coming out and all of these things. You know, we'll see a lot of that wounded child stuff probably coming out, I would think. Um, Big time. Because they're wrapped up in my ego's hurt and I'm insecure. So you know, again, that that observing space puts us back in connection with that security, that yeah. confidence. It it absolutely does, and I mean that. Yes, that I I I love all the things that you're bringing into the conversation. You know, the, the wounded child is, you know, again because a nine or a Mars energy is much like an energy of that naive child. So those wounds that aren't healed yet. And whatever these buttons that may or may not get pushed within any individual from this larger thing and all these fears are going to be like darting at you like 90 miles an hour, um, those could get very opened if they're not healed and you're not paying attention. And again, like you say, if you're constantly in this, this state of, I'm right and I'm right and I'm right and I have to defend that. Um, that's again just going to be it, it's you'll find that that becomes so resistant. It, it, it'll become mm-hmm. such a space of resistance because you're never you 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 don't get anywhere in that in that mindset. You just don't. <laughs> Trust me, I I I have been in that mindset and it has never gotten me anywhere. <laughs> Not oh, <I'll>, anywhere. <laughs> I'll tell you, as a Scorpio, uh, I have spent a lot of time in defensiveness. I have spent a lot of time <laughs> in ego spaces growing up along the way and learning my lessons and not learning my lessons and and getting the backlash of that. Um, it, but I, as I mentioned, particularly the last few months that this year has, I've just really done a lot of surrendering and observing. I'll tell you as a Scorpio, I can be very, very stubborn. And as you know, yes. I also have and a heavy Leo signs. influence. Yeah, the, the, the fixed and, signs, of course, have, have the, probably the, the hardest, harder issues with or they're accused of being stubborn because their energy is fixed. It doesn't want to yeah. necessarily move, but when your strength is organization, that's why. But when you're trying to do it for yourself, it kind of can be a double-edged sword, so to speak. So I understand that. But, you you know, Jess, you've, you've answered the call of Saturn and Scorpio for the last couple of years. So, okay. I, you know, I, I really think for you, 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 did, you were, you know, congratulate yourself on a job well done. Um, 
because not everybody survives Saturn in, in, in their sign very well. And now if you're Sagittarius out there, you know, you're the sign who's got all this going on. Um, and again, we got the, when the Mars comes into play next year and does his retrograde, it's in the very beginning of Sag and it goes back into Scorpio. So, you know, again, you're going to see a little, a little rearing of what, you know, Scorpios went through over the last couple of years. So I would say for you or any Scorpio, Jess, any unfinished business from the Saturn in your sign, you'll also see, you know, kind of resolve itself under that retrograde passage once, uh, because Mars goes back into Scorpio on the 25th of May until it's done at the end of June. So it'll all get smoothed over, so to speak. (laughs) Oh, so incredible, Sharita. It's such a gift to have you on, and and you're just such a wealth of information, and I know it's hard to consolidate things down into one show. (laughs) You have no idea. I still, you know... I I am still on the journey of always, you know, perfecting uh, the simplification of this because I know it's, and I try not to use too many planetary terms. And I I I think whoever designed the vocabulary of astrology, they told they didn't want anybody to understand it, um, it or, or they didn't want the the person, you know, it's it's a very astrology comes off as extremely complicated. Uh, there isn't any doubt about it. And um, but if you're open minded and you and you want to learn about it, it is a great way to wrap your head around what is happening in your life. And, and it's always my, my endless mission to keep simplifying it for people so that that's what it's here for. It's here to serve you. It does. Astrology does nobody any good if nobody can understand it, you know? Um, so right. that's really my, uh, my goal. And I, you know, it's another thing I, I, I kind of, I, I realize like, you know, there's all these like discussion groups and different things on, social media and you not that I don't like chit chatting with people every so often, but I, I'm like, I, I just like, I feel like I need to step away from all those types of things and just focus on the people in front of me in, in, in real life, you know, um, that is a big thing for me, uh, in, in, in these last, and of course I'm in a six year, so, you know, I want to relate to everything and, <laughs> but I, I, social media is just not where I excel at it. I, I it's just not my thing. I'm better with people right in front of you, you know, and I, of course I love doing radio, um, and have done it for so long, uh, because, you know, we're physically talking here. Um, I, I think things get very misunderstood on places like social media too, especially Facebook. And I think mm-hmm. Facebook is just one of the places that I know I'm redefining my whole entire relationship with how I use that social media platform. Um, yeah. For my own peace of mind. And um, yeah. the other ones I, I tend to have not, not too much trouble with, but. And it's, it's interesting because the way they've been shifting, they've been making it, more and more challenging to put work out there. Like I found that in LinkedIn. And so I finally just put a post up and said, you know, I'm going to post on my post area, but I'm not going to post in groups anymore because they've made it to a point that it's so inconvenient and Mm -hmm. they're just shutting everything down. And so that's where it comes back around to being able to really stand in your work and just say, okay, I'm just going 
to be my best in who I am, what I do, and that's what I'm going to focus on. And it's amazing. As I've started to do this, I'm actually getting more responses. (laughs) Well, it's true. It's funny. I I did an event down in New York City earlier in the year with with a group of of tarot readers and a group of astrologers, and and I was like the astro-numerologist person in the bunch. But this one woman I met who's an astrologer, she's – she uh, was like, she goes, I'm not on social media at all. She goes, I think the whole thing's an illusion. When we got into her chart, I could see where she came up with that statement. But <laughs> she really surprised me because I was like, wow. And she inspired me in the same moment because I was like, she's like, yeah. She goes, there's nothing better than just having the personal. She goes, I've built my business on just personal referrals and and, and it's just being out there in the world. She goes, I I have not found any, you know, that that social media is, is where where anything makes a difference. And um, I was like, wow. And so yeah. that was very enlightening to hear. Um, so there are definitely people out there who aren't relying on social media to do anything for their business. Um, you know, and they're making just as much money and, 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 you know, and I get everybody and their mothers on Facebook. I understand that, but that doesn't mean that that's where the business happens though, you know, um, or that that's where, you know, the most efficient use of your time is happening. Um, and that's really where, you know, for me moving forward, I, I, I want to make the most use of my time so that I can also enjoy my own life and the, the you know, yeah. and bring, bring what I need to bring to other people. Um, cause I find it takes, especially something like the Facebook, it took me away from being, having the extra time to do other stuff. I've been logged out of Facebook for uh, over a week now. And I have, uh, I tell you, I've noticed a huge difference in just what I've gotten done for myself. And it's been resistant, awesome. let me tell you. I talk, talk about like a challenge <laughs> to resist, move, get logging in to see what's going on. And I had to log in today to get on here. <laughs> I was just so started. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> but I signed right out. So, you know, I'll be back on there um, eventually and say hello. But right now I've just been very quiet and I've been really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed it. So, well, I'm, you know. I'm so glad because it, it is really a gift to have you on every year on the show. And, um, and of course, I have a tremendous amount of respect, and it's been a lot of your work that has unlocked the passages to get me to the doors to doing the work I'm doing now. And, um, and I'm so, so grateful for that because you have such a special, amazing way that you work with everything. And, that's very unique to you, and, and I'm glad that that could be a catalyst for me to find my own path with things. Um, well, I love how you took claim over the 13th of November birthday, too, because I was like, is she going to tell? I I, re- I was like, oh, I like that. I was very happy to hear you say that. <laughs> oh, that I'm doing more with that? You know, it's both. Yeah. I'm blending both influences, and I love both influences, and they both have their role in their they, they both in my make life. Sense so. Absolutely, and and of course yeah. they would. But I remember when we first met, you were you were kind of like not you were you you didn't think so much about the 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 thirteenth versus the you know your your secondary one, which I always was like, nah, that one's always gonna affect her. <laughs> they're, they're both and, there, so I'm finding the 
the interaction balance of the two yeah. of them now, and I'm enjoying the, the balance of the two of them. I needed yeah. to delve into the one for a while for pretty much a full cycle. <laughs> yeah, and, then, and of course, it taught you a great deal. I mean, you know, you, you yeah. pinpointed it in the beginning when you, you when you were talking about, you know, you've been resilient. And, you know, I mean, if that doesn't describe a Scorpio, I don't know what does. You know, that, that is the word to describe <laughs> a Scorpio is they are resilient. They can withstand a lot of change. <laughs> that well, is what Leo you came Scorpio here to do. Together, the Leo-Scorpio energy gives me the masculine and the feminine. It gives me the fire and the water. You know, yes. it's a great balance. So it, it Well, yeah. I have always said, and, you know, you can look at even though they've had their trials and ups and downs, but uh, the example of Bill Clinton and, and Hillary, I mean, they are a Leo and Scorpio couple. And Leo and yep. Scorpio are a very good alliance. They can be a very good alliance if they come at it from a place of understanding. So I, for two signs that, quote, unquote, aren't meant to get along that well, I think Scorpio and Leo, when they get it together, powerful. And, you know, Hillary and, and you know, granted, they, they get some sneaky things going on, you know. I mean, you always keep hearing that. But they've been a very powerful and influential couple, <laughs> despite Bill's whatever he's got going on, has had go on, which is, can all be spelled out in his name. That's in the book. <laughs> I've got to wrap Bill's up here. I've got to wrap up and finish, and I just want to remind everybody they can connect with you at sharitastar.com, S-H-A-R-I-T-A-S-T-A-R.com. And, again, Sharita can get into all your own personal aspects there. She can help you map out what's going on in your personal year, your calendar year, um, help you get aligned with the cycles. I've been through her Mastering Mercury Retrograde course, and it is really a wonderful course for gaining some great foundations and getting some great understanding of the cycles and, and how to work with everything. So um, always, always a pleasure to have have her on with me. Uh, next week on the show, I've got Maylene uh, uh, Elke coming on, and she's going to be calling in from Germany, I believe it is, and uh, we're going to be looking at using sacred sounds to go from confusion to clarity. And uh, she just be, messaged me recently and said, Man, what a journey you put me on <laughs> with this one. And so she's going to have a lot to share from what she told me. I'm looking forward to that. Again, Embrace by the Divine. Get your pre-order copy right now. You can do it up until December 10th for $1.99, a Kindle version on um, through Amazon.com. Just go over to EmbraceByTheDivine.com. You'll find all the information there. We have hit number one international in several countries. Uh, we are at the top bestsellers. Uh, it's amazing. It's just amazing. It's like it's happening overnight. And so uh, hop on over to there and check that out. Uh, once December 10th hits, it's going to go up to the 559 rate, I believe it is. And um, so you still got a chance to get in on that, that pre-order area on that. Uh, I also have 50% off of my books. You can uh, check those out and uh, take advantage. It's um, all of the books, whether it's paperback or or ebook versions, and that's on my main homepage, Jesse Ann Nichols George, the number one dot com. So, you know, actually, I have books through Amazon too, so you can order Embraced by the Divine and <laughs> get my books all at the same time, wrap it in one big bundle. There, uh, it also makes a great gift on there as well. Don't forget, we've got several shows here on Main Street Universe throughout the weeks. We've got. Um, 
Den, uh, Darren Bouquer, who's back on Monday nights now, and he's doing a spiritual insights show, so that's really exciting. We also have Susan Wheat, who does her work in herbs and natural plants, who's on Tuesday nights, flagship show on Wednesday nights. We've got people that are coming in doing things once a month, every couple of weeks, things like that. Kevin Baird's jumping in with his new companion work. we got all, all kinds of things going on. And, hey, this is Jesse Ann Nichols-George. Thank you so much for being here today. And a thanks to all of our listeners, not only on Blog Talk Radio, but those streaming live on 10 known as Parent Encounters Network, StreamFinder, and TalkStream Live, and those catching our podcast at iTunes, TuneIn.com, as well as those catching the YouTube version of the show. Hey, I look forward to seeing you back here next week as we delve more into Code Connection. Don't forget, if you've enjoyed the show today, share it with others. It's going to be available at the same link in our archive, and I'm going to leave you with the song, Yearning For, also known as Over and Over by Shumshai. Thank you so much, and I look forward to seeing you again next week, right here on Code Connection. May you enjoy the rest of your week and have a truly amazing, or enjoy the rest of your weekend and have a truly amazing week. There you go. Take care, everybody. See you later. And if I could see what makes me blind, I would soar to the edge of my mind. And to touch what seems unreal, just to show you the way that I feel. And we are in time with time, one with of change inside, and we are in tune with the tune, caught in a balance of sun okay. and moon. Oh, deep inside, the light within, shining to show you which bit to begin, when all I
Thank you. 